Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I appreciate all of you and hope you are having a fantastic Wednesday coming to you early today. Uh, because I've got to fly to Vegas uh, this afternoon. I'll be live tomorrow with the Outkick, the Fade Gambling Preview with Kelly Stewart, a.k.a. Kelly in Vegas. Uh, that'll be sometime Thursday afternoon, evening, as we get ready for the Super Bowl. You're already probably aware and have seen, if you follow Outkick, that we have a bunch of shows out there. Uh, we have a lot of different uh, media personalities running around doing all sorts of things, uh, getting you ready for Chiefs and 49ers. So I'll be out there tomorrow uh, starting that process. I'll be doing Clay and Buck Thursday, Friday, Monday from our uh, Las Vegas affiliate studio. Um, and uh, all of that is coming. But I-, I said you might not see me in the morning here live before I do my radio show because I wasn't sure whether there would be major breaking news or anything of major consequence that would happen. And then a couple of different things happened. One, Fox, ESPN, and Warner Brothers announced a sports streaming offering. Details still not incredibly uh, uh, detailed in nature, right? We don't know what it's going to cost. We just know that it's going to launch in the fall. I'm going to break it down for you based on my analysis of the media scene. What does this mean? Uh, We've also got the uh, NCAA basically being told by the East Tennessee judge that they're going to lose uh, and that the NIL restrictions are likely to be found to be antitrust violations. I've got some legal analysis, some thoughts there. Um, Also, uh, five guys. Uh, on International Women's Sports Day, uh, decided that they were going to play women's volleyball, three on one team, two on another. They absolutely dominated the women. What in the world is going on? Uh, Donald Trump Jr. says that CBS should interview his dad because he'll still be awake when the game is going on and he can actually speak. We'll talk about it. CBS told OutKick, that Armando Salguero there at OutKick, that it would be too political for them to interview Trump, even though they offered to interview Biden, and we already know uh, what the matchup in 2024 is going to be. I have managed to survive teaching my 15-year-old how to drive. We've made it 200 miles. Now he can go and start to drive with a trainer. Uh, That is what I've been told. That's at least what my wife told me. Maybe she's just trying to put me in, in constant peril. Uh, went to a high school basketball game last night. I have now reached the dad age where I take my kids. They won't sit with me. They go sit with their friends. And so I go sit by myself and watch a high school basketball game. Uh, I didn't know any players. Uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll talk about that. Um, and uh, Vegas, uh, with us headed out to Vegas, we'll probably talk about this some tomorrow. It's really amazing how quickly all of the pro sports leagues have jumped in bed with Vegas. When I started my sports media career and would go out to Vegas to do stories about sports gambling, it was as if you were a pariah and Vegas was the dirty, uh, seedy locale that nobody wanted to acknowledge. 
And now everybody's trying to get in Vegas. We got an NFL team. We got an NHL team. The A's are trying to move there, although there's some complexities. Uh, The NBA wants to put a team in Vegas. uh, And the amount of money that continues to pour into the city is really just kind of off the charts. But we begin uh, here on Outkick the Show. And again, I hope you're all having uh, fantastic Wednesdays. Uh, With this major blockbuster, I think it's fair to say, news about ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers creating a sports streaming service that will launch this fall that would allow you to get all of the different sports from each of these networks all rolled into one bundle. Kind of sounds a little bit like cable. Uh, But uh, I want to talk about this from the perspective of each of the networks and then what it means in the bigger picture in terms of how we're all going to be consuming sports going forward. Uh, And I start here uh, with ESPN because I think this is the most consequential news for ESPN. To me, this essentially cuts the legs out from underneath ESPN Plus and signals to me. Well, I mean, before I go into ESPN, basically this uh, this is the game plan that existed when everybody went out there and created uh, the trio, if you remember, for entertainment purposes, Fox, Disney, and I believe it was Comcast, all created a shared network, uh, Hulu, I believe. Uh, Hulu might be the only thing I don't subscribe to, although I say we don't subscribe to it, and uh, I bet that we do. My wife probably has uh, a subscription there. Uh, but let me, uh, let me pull up, make sure... Uh, two-thirds of Hulu now is owned by um, is owned by Disney. The other third is owned by Comcast. And Disney is going to have to pay, I don't know, $10 billion or something like that to buy out Comcast's share of Hulu. And initially, the idea behind Hulu was let's combat Netflix by creating a place online where people can stream the shows that we air from an entertainment perspective uh, on uh, on one service. And then Fox basically decided they didn't want to get in the streaming business, sold $71 billion in assets to Disney, and Disney got Fox's one-third, and now they're going to have to buy out Comcast. Well, so now it feels a little bit like we're doing the same game plan, except in the world of sports. That is uh, the background that I would say, again, ESPN, Fox, and uh, Warner, Brother, Warner Brothers Discovery. Now, here is as basically TNT, uh, for those of you who still watch basic cable like me, this is basically TNT, the ESPN properties, and the Fox Sports properties. So let me break this down and, and, and kind of walk you through each of the decision-making trees as I see it from each of the companies. Let's start with ESPN because I think it's the most consequential. To me, this is effectively acknowledging that ESPN Plus is dead. I, I, I understand that Disney is saying we're going to keep ESPN Plus, but if you can get ESPN Plus, basically all of ESPN's programming, with Fox and with TNT, why would you ever just buy ESPN? I, 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 like this, to me, effectively is acknowledging that ESPN Plus is over. I understand they're still going to offer it, But if you can get the full, to some extent, bundle, and obviously it doesn't include Comcast and Paramount, but if you can get that full bundle, why would anybody ever go exclusively 
and get ESPN+. Plus. So, and I don't know how many other people have pointed this out, but this effectively, to me, is an acknowledgement that ESPN Plus is not going to be able to work as a standalone venture. Um, And, I mean, again, I'm open to being persuaded what I'm missing here, but from a consumer perspective, if you have a choice, hey, you really like sports, and you don't have a you don't have cable or satellite and you decide that you must have this cable and satellite package why would you ever just subscribe to ESPN now i get maybe some of you are UFC fans although that deal is coming up soon maybe some of you are UFC fans and uh, and you only care about the UFC maybe some of you are SEC football fans and you only care about the SEC Again, I think that's a relatively small segment of the population. And if it doesn't cost that much more for a bundle, and again, we don't know exactly what the pricing is going to be, but I just I don't understand what the future of ESPN Plus is. And there's been lots of talk about ESPN going direct to consumer. Well, now here they are. They're announcing they're going direct to consumer, but they're doing it in a partnership with Fox and Warner Brothers for the fall. Are they going to go direct-to-consumer with all ESPN programming before? That would seem to undercut this argument. So to me, this is kind of a desperate move by ESPN. They're already all in on streaming. They've already launched ESPN+. Plus. They've been teasing for some time that they're trying to get a partner with the NBA or the NFL or Major League Baseball or whatever it is for their ESPN app. And now suddenly they're announcing a partnership with Fox and Warner Brothers Discovery for a sports bundle app. Uh, it, it feels very desperate to me on the ESPN front. So that's my take one. Take two, Fox doesn't really have a streaming platform. If you mentioned, you heard me mention a little bit ago, Fox sold all of their streaming assets to Disney several years ago, $71 billion worth. And I believe the Fox Sports Go app has been a place, if you had a cable and satellite subscription, that you could go watch all of the Fox uh, programming on Big Fox. That's the Fox Broadcast Network, FS1, FS2, uh, wherever you wanted to be able to get this content. But in general, uh, this seems like a very low-risk move for Fox uh, because their sports isn't really distributed uh, at all streaming-wise. Uh, for the cord cutters, and so this seems like a way to stick your toe into the market, much like Fox Nation, and see what kind of demand there is for Fox Sports programming without having to invest a ton of money in infrastructure, and if it doesn't work, you've got one-third of a joint venture that ended up not being very valuable. If it does work, you've basically recreated the Hulu model where you're going to unlock billions of dollars in additional value going forward. That seems like very rational. The Fox decision seems rational to me. Warner Brothers, uh, again, this is basically TNT. I don't really understand um, because they're desperate to get the NBA, but when I think about TNT, what I think about, because you know, you get the playoffs on the NBA. Okay, if you're a huge NBA fan, this would get you uh, those matchups on ESPN and TNT. Although that deal is coming to a close, maybe this is partly something they have to do to get more uh, loan dollars. I don't know to be able to get the to be able to get the NBA. But the thing that TNT has that I enjoy the most is not the NBA. 
it's when they have TNT, True TV, and TBS, when they get three-fourths of the NCAA tournament early rounds. But CBS has the other part of the NCAA tournament. So I haven't heard anybody explain, as a part of this streaming service, would I get three-quarters of March Madness, or would I get none of it? Um, That seems significant, and it also ties in again Paramount and Comcast are being left out of this joint venture. So if you are a fan of CBS Sports, let's say you like the Big Ten that's on CBS. Let's say that you like the NFL games that are on CBS. This is not included. Uh, Also, if you are a fan, let's say, of Notre Dame, or you're a fan of the Olympics, or you're a fan of NASCAR, nothing from NBC is included in this joint venture either. So you're leaving out a decent fragment of the sports viewing universe. And according to the comments that I've seen, there is no suggestion that Comcast or CBS will ever be included. So again, I just come back to, I started talking about this a decade ago and everybody thought I was crazy. There were 100 million cable and satellite subscribers at the time. We're now down to about 50 million cable and satellite subscribers. Half of the people out there have cut the cord. Now, around 18 million people have got streaming YouTube or FUBU or whatever these uh, uh, other different uh, universes are, right, Uh, of streaming cable satellite. So I think YouTube TV, for instance, is like the fourth biggest cable satellite company just behind DirecTV now uh, as DirecTV has collapsed. But what we're watching is, in real time, the greatest media business in the history of the world was the cable and satellite bundle. And then Netflix came along and created a streaming service that turned into a really good business for Netflix. And everybody got so scared of Netflix that they decided to destroy their existing cable and satellite bundle in order to try to chase Netflix into the streaming universe. The problem is, streaming is an awful business. Billions and billions of dollars have been lost. Disney alone has lost $11 billion so far in streaming. So they gave up the golden goose, and now they have no goose at all. They just got crap. So... They gave up the greatest business of all time, the cable and satellite bundle, in exchange for streaming. They gave up making money to lose money. And they still haven't caught Netflix. So I look at this and I just say, this feels like something else that is going to hasten the demise of the the cable and satellite bundle. Because I think there are a lot of you out there that are just keeping cable So you can easily flip from ESPN to Fox to TNT to CBS uh, to to, um, uh, whatever the other states, NBC. I think there are tons of you out there that have cable and satellite just to be able to flip around and see those sporting uh, events. So I understand the argument of, hey, we're trying to go find people who aren't cable and satellite subscribers That's who this business is designed for. But I actually think, if I'm analyzing it, that it would hasten further the decline of the cable and satellite bundle. 
because people out there are going to say, okay, finally, I can get my sports without having to have a cable or satellite bundle. And by the way, I also still think this is very likely to be a seasonal business. To me, sports on streaming, when you actually break it down, so many people out there are just going to want it for purposes of football season. Especially if you already feel like you're having to pay so much for streaming services. If you're out there right now and you love football, and you guys know I love football, I would imagine there's a lot of people who will say, okay, I'll pay for streaming September, October, November, December. I'll do four months of this bundle. I'll get all the football that I can get from this bundle, Monday Night Football with the uh, ESPN, uh, Sunday Great Games with Fox, uh, and maybe you still get the NBA for a couple of months, and then you just bail. Sports is very seasonal. The ratings reflect it. I always said when I did sports talk radio full-time, and I still tell my guys at OutKick, we got two seasons. There's football season, and there's not football season. And really, football season is six months long. There's a reason why everybody who works in an NFL or works in media, you may have noticed this, almost everybody vanishes and takes a week's vacation, President's Day weekend. Why is that? Because the Super Bowl is complete. There's a pause till March Madness starts, and there's a little bit of a break there after the craziness, the sprint from August all the way through when the Super Bowl is complete. So I still think streaming sports has major, major seasonal components associated with it. And I don't know how that's going to be reconciled or why this would work. So again, it's a big story. I understand the experiment. To me, it is a no-cost experiment for Fox, by and large. For ESPN, it's a desperate acknowledgement that ESPN Plus is not working. Uh, And for Warner Brothers Discovery, I just don't think they bring actually that many assets here. Now, if all three of these entities combined, I don't know if it would be allowed for antitrust, but if Fox... Warner Brothers Discovery and ESPN all merged into one existing sports entity, maybe that makes sense because then you can compete with the Amazons and the Apples and the Netflixes of the world better. But I still think the more likely outcome here is that at some point in time, Apple, Amazon, and Netflix are going to end up buying these sports companies taking their rights, and streaming all of this that way. So, um, and, and I still think it's very interesting that CBS, a.k.a. Paramount, and Comcast are being left out of this bundle. So that is my analysis there. Uh, and I am fascinated by this, and I'm sure I'll have a lot of conversations about it uh, out in Vegas as so many different sports media business people are coming together to, uh, uh, to be there. All right, I wanted to talk about this. The lawsuit filed by Tennessee and Virginia uh, over NIL money. There's been my buddy Shannon Terry at uh, On3 now, previously at Rivals in 24-7, told me, and I wrote about this, you can go read it, hundreds of millions of dollars has been spent uh, on NIL-related issues. uh, That is paying players, basically. uh, And 
the NCAA, I believe, is going to get shot down here. I told you that as soon as I read the filings from the attorney generals of Tennessee and Virginia. I think it's even more the case now based on what the judge has said. Judge came out, denied the temporary restraining order, but said, hey, on the merits, I think that it is very likely that Tennessee and Virginia win. He couldn't find irreparable harm, one of the criteria for a TRO, getting into the weeds here a little bit from a legal perspective. But big picture, the NCAA is going to lose this case, I believe, just like they have lost every other case. And that's why the SEC and the Big Ten have entered into a partnership because they are trying to figure out what the rules should be and what the organizational structure should be for all of college athletics, uh, particularly college football and college basketball, which is where most of the pay-for-play value is, in an era when it's clear the NCAA has lost its mind and is being led by a, a collection of idiots. And the choices they're making in court is actually ending any argument legitimately that they have to be able to be the governing entity for sports. So I thought it was a big win uh, based on what the judge said for both the states of Tennessee and Virginia. I believe the actual hearing is going to happen in a week on February 13th. So uh, next Tuesday, if I've got my math right on that, uh, that will be a very intriguing story to be following. And I continue to believe that the most likely outcome eventually, although when this happens, we don't know, uh, is that College football is going to be spun off as a for-profit business. Uh, Okay, Super Bowl. I'm headed out to the Super Bowl tomorrow. I mentioned that I am super intrigued. One of the most fascinating stories in sports. If you're a kid watching this right now and you're going to business school or you've got a business class or you've got a sports business story that you want to tell, the trajectory from The NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, and the NHL all saying we can't have anything to do with Las Vegas. We can't remotely be connected to it. To the Supreme Court decision in 2018, I was there in the courtroom for the oral arguments when PASPA was overturned, and they said every state can now decide whether or not they want to allow sports gambling. I believe it's 39 different states now permit some form of sports gambling. It's happened very, very rapidly that that has occurred. Many of you listening to me right now gamble on sports, um, and, uh, and certainly I've been doing it for a long time. And so when you actually break all this down, when you actually break all this down, Vegas is now the capital of sports. Super Bowl is happening there. It was nine years ago. Tony Romo wasn't allowed to go to a fantasy uh, uh, conference there. The, the, remember that? The NFL prohibited him. And certainly, former athletes were not allowed to have relationships. Current athletes, you couldn't have a relationship at all with a sports gambling company. Now you got the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, you got the Vegas Raiders. Looks like the A's are going to be moving. NBA wants to be there. And again, the crown jewel of all of sports, the Super Bowl taking place there and what should be one of the great spectacles of all time. Again, you want to study a decade's trajectory, how sports gambling came to take over sports. Remember, I've said there have been three major paradigm shifts so far in my life. One, cable and satellite uh, rise where every game is on. Two, fantasy sports. Three, sports gambling becoming legal. Four, by the way, I think may well be happening soon, which is the collapse of the NCAA and the movement towards a for-profit aspect uh, for college athletics. Uh, But associated with the Super Bowl, they always interview the president. 
Last year, Joe Biden said, hey, I'm not going to do uh, the uh, I'm not going to do the Super Bowl interview. A lot of people said, well, maybe that's because it's happening with Fox. Now he said he's not going to do the Super Bowl interview because it's happening with um, uh, with CBS. And so now you're having to ask, okay, what exactly is going on there? Uh, we asked at uh, Donald Trump said, hey, I'll do an interview with CBS. It'll be ratings gold. I'm paraphrasing what he said. We asked at OutKick, Armando Salguero did, went to uh, CBS and said, hey, what about having Trump as an interview since Biden won't do it? And the head of CBS said it would be too political, CBS Sports. Well, how is Biden not political, but Trump is political? And some people out there are going to say, well, uh, they only interview the sitting president. I would push back and say, I don't think we've ever had a Super Bowl in an election year before where we've known the Democrat and Republican nominees both at the time of the Super Bowl. So this is a situation where you know Trump is going to be the Republican nominee, and if they keep him there, Biden is going to be the Democrat nominee. Why do I bring that up? Well, you can't just argue, oh, we only talk to one half of the political landscape in an election year. So just about 30 minutes ago, uh, Donald Trump Jr. on uh, X, a.k.a. Twitter, responded, let Trump do it. He offered and is actually capable, talking about the uh, Super Bowl interview, he's the clear leading opposition candidate and presumptive nominee, and most importantly, the Super Bowl is not way past his bedtime. Shots fired by uh, Donald Trump Jr. Funny, but I agree. Uh, if you're going to say that Biden is allowed to do an interview, I don't understand how Trump is uh, is too political. Uh, we're talking about the women's uh, continued assault on women's sports. I keep referencing this because anytime I mention it, people say, that doesn't really happen. It's not happening very much. Well, in Canada, in a women's college volleyball match, they had a, ma- a game. The two teams, there were three men identifying as women on one team and two men identifying as women on the other team. So this is a women's college volleyball match. The five men identifying as women did not leave the court for the entire game. Women were subbing in and out. These five dudes absolutely dominated the game. Three on one team, two on the other. Again, when is this craziness going to end? People keep saying, oh, it doesn't happen. Seems to surely happen an awful lot. So many different sports out there that men identifying as women are showing up and dominating. It happened again in, uh, in, the, uh, in the matchup in Canada in Canadian women's volleyball. All right, a couple of funny things to close here before I hop on a flight or do clay and buck and then hop on a flight and head to Vegas. Uh, I mentioned, I think, that I've been teaching my uh, 15-year-old how to drive. My wife just basically refused. I uh, then, as a result, uh, have, according to her, we had to drive 200 miles. I got to tell you, 200 miles with a 15-year-old who has never driven a car before is the most harrowing 200 miles of my life. People say, Clay, you look old. Yeah, I get it. That's because I've given up years of my life to raise these kids, and I just, in addition to the 80 jobs that I have, and I just had to ride with him for 200 miles. So we finished it. Finished the 200 miles. It is the scariest thing I have done as a parent. No close second. 
every moment that he is driving, I'm on pins and needles. We managed to have no real uh, issues. We hit a couple of curbs on turns. Turns have been a major issue. Uh, we hit a couple of curbs, may have some scratches on the hubcaps. In general, no major issues. Um, I, I was terrified one of the most recent times when we were coming in to park, Katie, who is basically my assistant, has been with us for 10 years. She has a six-month-old baby. You might have seen I was holding the baby the other day on Clay and Buck. We have a video feed every day now of the radio show all three hours. And I was holding the baby there. She was walking out to put her baby in the car, and we were pulling in behind. And I was like, oh, my God, we're going to hit her car. We're going to injure. We're going to kill the baby. We're going to kill her. This is this is potential disaster. Guys out, like, mowing uh, the lawn, uh, maybe not mowing the lawn right now, like doing the leaf blowers and raking, they have no idea how close to death they have come. Uh, it has been a perilous situation. We've got the 200 miles, though. He's gotten a lot better. And now, according to my wife, I hand it off to the driving instructor who says he won't take them out until they've got 200 miles behind the wheel. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't remember that being the rule when I was the driving instructor. The reason he's being paid, he has a car. He has his own wheel. He has his own controls. Why in the world would I have to risk everything for the first 200 miles and then he just gets to show up show up and not have any risk at all? This seems like the exact opposite. What am I paying for at this point? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, finally, I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl again. I'm on the uh, 49ers, uh, minus two and a half. But I want to make sure that I tell you all about the fact that we are soon going to have Valentine's Day. Roses are red, violets are blue. Trim your balls and your date will thank us too. What's up, fellas? Valentine's Day's knocking Manscaped is the remedy for what the love doctor has ordered. His prescription, the all-new Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, designed to elevate your grooming game and shine like the heartthrob you are. Join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with their exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com to snag 20% off and free shipping with the code OUTKICK. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Just in time for Valentine's Day, which is next week, get Hooked up now because your grooming upgrade awaits and get ready to charm your Valentine's dates. That is a little bit over, what is it, one week from today. So you definitely uh, should be prepared. Valentine's Day, one week from today, manscaped.com. Use that code, uh, OUTKICK. Uh, okay, uh, and uh, finally, last night I went to a high school basketball game. Uh, my Son is not, well, I've got three sons, but none of them are playing high school basketball. I've got a seventh grader playing basketball, but he wanted to go watch. And so this was the first game that I've been to that one of my kids is not playing in where I showed up and he immediately bailed on me because he wanted to go sit with his friends, which I understand. And then I'm, I'm, I feel like my parents now 
because I don't want to drive all the way to the game and then turn around and leave and then come back and try to find him. So I sat and watched a high school basketball game solo, maybe for the first time in my life, uh, last night between two local Nashville area teams, and I didn't have a kid in it. And now I know exactly what my dad felt like uh, for uh, so many years out there. I have officially become the dad. We've gotten through uh, training on car riding, and I'm now taking kids to sporting events and sitting by myself at said sporting events. So if you see me at a sporting event, probably a good chance that my kids are either playing, in which case I'll be super engaged, or if you see me going through my phone, catching up on emails, doing all the work, it's probably because I am now the dad who drives his sons to sporting events and then sits and waits while they hang out with all their friends. This is a new world order. Uh, I love all you. I'll be at the Super Bowl uh, on Sunday. We'll be doing a gambling special tomorrow from Radio Row in Vegas. Uh, I'll be doing Clay and Buck Thursday, Friday, Monday from out in Las Vegas. Should be a lot of fun. Can't wait for the final game of the year. Uh, I'm taking the 49ers minus two and a half. We'll have some more bets for you tomorrow. This has been Outkick the Show. May not be any more Outkick the Shows for the rest of the week. I don't think there will be. We'll do Thursday uh, from uh, Radio Row, special gambling special. Otherwise, uh, I'll be back either on Monday or Tuesday with Outkick the Show, probably, unless craziness happens. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, this has been Outkick the Show.